Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. <laughs> okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Sasha and Jonathan Schlossberg. They're the owners of Good Marketing, and they work with entrepreneurs and companies looking to build and grow their business with more ease, more fun, so they can really enjoy their life's purpose. And they do this through creative lead generation. Hey, guys, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. hello. Thank you for having me. So can you just expand a bit more on that, you know, what you do right now where your business is and the kind of people that you love working with? Yeah. You want me to go? You want to go? I'll start. I mean, I think the, the thing that's that's unique slash important that informs a lot of our work is that Jonathan and I met as actors waiting tables. So the whole point of our work was that we wanted to do something that was far less soul sucking in pursuit of having a family and travel and having adventures so in a in a world where I think a lot of people like to pretend that their uh, that their business is changing the world, we think that family and, and life is what changes the world. And having smart business strategies for visibility, for growth, for your lead generation makes it a lot easier. So that mm. so we like people like that, people that are prioritizing fun because you what we do is a little or a lot unconventional. And if people are much more stuck in the idea of traditional, traditional, all the things, then uh, it's important to know off the bat that they should probably listen to a different episode. And I also think to, to piggyback on top of that is like, if you look a hundred years in the future, right? The people that remember you, are they going to go, are they even going to remember you in a hundred years because you worked hard and you had this business, unless you're a Rockefeller or something like that? Or are they going to remember the stories about your family and how amazing you were in building that and the fun you had and those kind of things? And that's that's really the legacy that we want to live is the business is a byproduct of or a We want to be really cool great-grandparents. Great-great-grandparents. Nice. So really, this is for you. It's important to build those relationships it's important to have that connection with your clients it's important to have the right clients because of the things they want to achieve and what they want to overcome just like you guys exactly and i mean i would say that we've all worked with the great client that you're like i want more of those and we've all made the choice to work with a client that you weren't so sure about and then you go i'm never doing that again no idea what you mean right (laughs) (laughs) no totally so it's like it's, it's so much more fulfilling and fun when you get to like finish work with someone that you go, wow, that was awesome. Like, yeah. and it's more than just a business transaction. 
Mm. So how did you guys start in this line of work? How did you get that transition to start good marketing? Do you want the short version or the long version is the question. Here. Depends how long the long version is. I know. We'll, we'll, we'll start back. So we were actors. We wanted to work together. We had worked at four restaurants together. Mm-hmm. She'd go to one or I'd go to one. We'd bring the other. This is before we were together. Um, we just really connected and we wanted to work together. So we actually were in California in Los Angeles and we were like, oh, we'll do real estate. Personable fun. Every actor becomes a, either a Pilates instructor or a real estate agent. And so we only have two options. Yeah. We got two tests in and we were like, this is not for us. And a casting director friend of mine invited me to a home party and didn't know what really that was, but it was like, I knew it was network marketing. And I was like, I'll go. I want to hang out with her. I asked her to go thinking she's going to be like, no way. Like, absolutely not. And she said, yeah, as long as you're okay with us signing up. And so we went there had a great time. We're like, we see this as our future. We signed up. Little did we know it was a people party, people party thing. And it was all about influence. And we were, you know, work sometimes struggling actors in the service industry that didn't have the influence we needed. Got too pregnant, morning sickness, business got decimated. And she started looking for how to do it online, this mythical unicorn. And mm. jumping, we got online. We found our mentor who was a very big seven, eight figure under the radar internet marketer. Started working with him, following him, went into his company, became the VP of Mark, uh, VP of Ops. Ops. And then I was the lead strategist. And so we went from working in conduction for working with the company, honing our skills. We acquired all these skills. So selling other people's things. But anything that we saw online, like you would think that maybe most people with our skill set would become what I, I call mercenary marketers, where they're like, okay, we're going to take this thing, we're going to run ads, we're going to sell it, whatever. But there's something about we do value fun. And it just, it had to, it had to feel fun for us. And maybe that's because we weren't 21. So we're like, well, we had our values yeah. and there was a, a sense of like an ethical nature of not going out there and just. Some of it was ethical though, but it's just boring. Yeah. We didn't, we just, we didn't want to be bored. So with this skill set though, we end up, uh, he runs out of funding. Uh, so we have this skill set where we can generate leads for anything, but we don't know what we're doing. And we've never sold anything for ourselves because it wasn't sell yourself. It was always going in and doing something for another company. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we weren't, we didn't realize we could sell what we knew. No, we had for no idea years. anybody needed it. So a friend of mine had an SEO agency She's like, start an agency. I'd never heard of an agency. So, she, but when you have the skills we do, you know, you go to your chiropractor and you're like, I could rebuild your website. Or so we, we pick, she's like, the companies that you have already build a brand around that. So we did, uh, we became, we were holistic made. We had a birth center and a chiropractor. And then we just started working with like a, so, a natural dentist. And so we called ourselves the digital marketing agency. Really, we were freelancers because we didn't know what an agency was, but we had a name. I designed our branding. He did our website. And then from there, that was actually the first time that we did do any visibility. We were getting word of mouth and we're like, okay, well, we'll go ahead and we'll submit for the local Voyager magazine and that sort of thing. Will you let in yeah, this? And the knocking at the door. Four knocking. kids. So we went and we did, um, we, we experimented with some of that visibility at that time. Uh-huh. Fast forward again. Uh, we also didn't know. I mean, these are, I'm sure I, I know all these, you've heard of every one of these, these blocks and situations. 
So we didn't know that there were people that would pay for marketing that weren't doing it because they were desperately in need of money. So we had all of these clients that were just desperately relying on what we were doing for them to not close their doors. So we decided it's time to mm. rebrand, um, hired a brand, uh, a fantastic brand strategist through that discovery process, realized that um, it was time for a new name. Good came to me in the middle of the night. Good with two U's. No, um, you said good. I said two U's. Well, I thought one U. And I said two. Yeah. So good <laughs> came to us in the middle of the night. Um, did all, but the, 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 of course this, I think everybody has this story. All of our new branding, everything released January of 2020. <laughs> and then all of our clients who needed all the money. So that. And then the world kicked in, right? exactly so then from there that began our first our first uh we had gone all in on a couple of coaching programs for the very first time so Mm. luckily we're supported we created our first his program called the automatic client system it was facebook ads and seo so we began um entering that world of of programs and then finding what's the right thing so two years in to I guess three years into all of that now we have what we're doing and now we're like okay now it feels uh everything is validated once again a new rebrand is nearly complete (laughs) and we feel um now it's like okay we can turn we can gently open the hose but it's also a lot more fun the visibility and yeah and I think a lot of it is a lot of it is sorry we have we have second visitor um, that if you looked back at what we started doing and where we are now, you couldn't, I'm sorry, can I ask you what you're doing? Cool home, we, we have guests running around guests. the room. You're going to come and say hi, because you have to say hi. She would love to do the whole Say interview. hi, my name is. What's your name? And what's your role in the company? What do you do? Yeah, what do you do? Are you the ham? Are you the comic relief? Yeah, chief ham. Chief comic relief. You run everything. Of course you do. She does. She's our uh, our our intern. So grab one of the other little cartridges. They're all up there in front of the TV. All right, you can finish okay. answering the question. You, okay. And then you'll come back. Cool. See, now this, right. this, this is the fun in the games of you know, working Apparently, from home. This is the fun yeah. in the games of being a family in business and also i mean let's do a quick sidetrack because hey you guys on this podcast you you guys work together it sounds like you guys have been inseparable for this whole journey as you found your way through business so what what is it like because for a romantic partner now i know because of katie we live together we work together it is it can be tough it can be beautiful but there's an awful lot that goes on so tell me about how it is for you guys as you navigate this landscape together that is i mean it's great and i know you can relate i and i i will say i will say can we maybe shut the door i know you're trying you're doing great honey you're beautiful she's gonna kill me um first let me preface it with it's not for everybody like it absolutely isn't you have to be built this way um we, I have said, we have spent more time in the eight years we've been married working together than most like, like couples that have been married for 50 years because it's, 
you know, more, you think about it, you normally wake up, you maybe have breakfast, you kiss the other person goodbye, one person goes to work, or maybe you both go to work, you come home, you got the kids activities, all of these things, pick them up from school, then maybe a few hours, if you're lucky at dinner, and like chilling out, then you go to bed and you sleep, and then you do it all over again. Mm. For us, it's wake up, take care of the kids, because we've been homeschooling all of them. So we homeschool them. And so we trade off on that, or then we go to work, and we work together. And so it's literally pretty much 24 seven. And like you said, there are some, you know, some difficulties, like, because the work and personal relationship do overlap. It's not, there's no way to perfectly like keep them separated, but the benefits are so great. Um, but for us, it's because communication and integrity and honesty are some of our most important values and growth that it allows us to continue to move forward. And if mm-hmm. one person is dragging in mindset or personal development work that pulls the other one up or in health or whatever. And usually it's her pulling me up if we're going to be completely honest. Um, but look, we're married and we love each other and we're in love with each other and we have difficulties in that. And we raise our kids and there's challenges with that. And we work together and we love what we're doing and there's difficulties and challenges with that. So not every day is like an ice cream sundae. You know, some days it's like the scoop that fell on the ground, but you get up and you do it all over. And I couldn't imagine myself doing it with anybody else other than her. And I don't know if I would want to. Dude, love that. Sounds amazing. I mean, yeah, you've eloquently said it. There's challenges with every aspect of life, but you're molding these these two worlds together. I mean, you don't get to go home after a day's work and and, and bitch and moan about, about your partner because, oh my gosh, they're there and vice versa. So oh, there the is... owner of this company, what a jack. Oh, you're, <laughs> you're the exactly. It's it's one of those things that when these two worlds do merge, it's it's tough. And entrepreneurs anyway, it's tough to, to go home. It's tough to switch off because it might be the excuse of, oh, but it's my passion. I love serving. Therefore, that's why I over deliver. That's why I work into the evening. Normally, there's something else behind that. But it's so easy to justify it. So with you guys, how hard is it to switch off in the evening? So talk about other things other than work. How hard is it to, to stop working if you love it so much? Is that a challenge? Yes. Um, so for a while, I was the, call it the workaholic, talk about work all the time. Mm. And then it's like, whoa, too much. And then, so I put a curb on it. And now she's the one that's working too much and talking about work. Like we'll be out on a date and she'll say something I'm like, Okay, are we on a date or is this just like open forum for work talk kind of thing? But we've gotten to the place where we ask questions. But while it's not the thing that we like necessarily maybe want to do for the rest of our life because we want to do this stuff to be able to do the things in life. Mm. What I will say is we have fun doing what we do. So it's in talking about it. Sometimes it's a lot, but we enjoy the conversations and the creativity and the figuring out different things and look, but then we also have conversations about this or that. And we're good. We're pretty good about checking in with the other person about, Hey, it's, Hey, take some time to shut off or do this or do that. But um, I don't know if that was very clear and concise. Good enough for me. I'll take yeah. it. So yeah. with, with working together, do you think this has fast tracked you? Do you been able to reduce the time to success or has it, also elongated it because you've had other hurdles to go over and maybe you've been 
um, you know, allowing the other one or you're you're trying to do a job, but now it's taken two of you to do a one person job. What what kind of challenges with time have have you found during this journey? Great question. I think the the biggest challenge is is navigating raising children with running a business, you know, Mm -hmm. as we said, like, I see people that like, I don't know what to do. I only have have two kids and I can't find the time to work. I'm like, two kids. I could get so much done. Like I could run the country. No kids. Like I'd be on Mars. But so it's challenge working from home, not sending kids to school that there's four kids, like eight, six, four, two, all needing different things that that is the hardest thing in terms of would we be there faster? If we did it alone? No, I don't think so. Because her strengths and my strengths are such that they they overlap. They're like cogs mm-hmm. of a wheel that so, and so I can't do some of the things she does. And she can't do some of the things I do. So they complement each other in a really nice way. But the one challenge that we have is that we both tend to overcomplicate things. Yeah. A lot. So I think if we had, and I think a lot of it is, is because we're sometimes in this, this is going to sound lovely. We're too smart for our own good. So we're like, oh, we can reinvent the wheel or better instead of just going, Plug A into B into C. Why is that? Is it because it's 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 boring? Is it because there's you could always improve it and it could it could be better? Or is it is it a cop out to do the same thing that worked before? So why no, do it again? Right. Don't like doing the same thing over and over. But I I'm neurodivergent, and so there's that complexity with it. Um, and. I I don't know exactly why. Like we look at other people that are doing. X, Y, and Z, and we're like, our skill set is greater than theirs. We have better, like all these things, but we just make it more challenging. And then sometimes I will say, because we like the nouveau, we'll start mm. something and we will like, oh, we get bored instead of letting it, you know? So rather than the absolute focus on those things that you know you should be doing that you should see through, there's a bit of whether it's like squirrel syndrome or I can make this better or it feels like I've done that, therefore let's improve it or change it. Is that kind of what you go through sometimes? Sometimes. We've really made it a concerted effort of not to do that. And I'll go back and be like, hey, if we just stuck with this, because I'm the guy that does that. And she's like, no, if we just stuck with this, it would have been that. Because I don't think we would have found our spot now. Like, Mm. we're firm believers of like, you know, you learn the lesson when you learn the lesson. We couldn't have predicted where we are in our path but it took those experiences to put us to where we are so we can do the things. Mm-hmm. That, does that make sense? Yeah. And so I think it's really, it's really key to recognize that like we're religious and we're spiritual and all of that. So it's like, if you look at sort of like the infinite possibility and the, all of that, it's like, time is just a construct and you could have it now or you can have it then and it's how you go about creating that and the energetics behind it but it's also like all of the other pieces and that that's a whole different side and subject and we just weren't ready for certain things of it we had to learn certain lessons we're still learning lessons and it's just an interesting journey i i 
have so many feelings and thoughts in and around it. It's like, I'm frustrated that it hasn't necessarily gone as fast as it has, or there's been difficulties or yada, yada, yada. But I'm also like, everybody has their heart, right? Mm -hmm. There's that old saying, everybody, 20 people get into a room and say, throw your biggest problem into the center of the circle. And then everybody take a problem out. They're all going to take their own problem because it's what they know and what they they're most comfortable with. And so where's so, your, with you saying that it's frustrating that you're not quite where you are right now, what is um, the biggest frustration right now? The time it's taken to finally land where we are and say, mm-hmm. this is how we're working with people. This is what we're charging. This is what we want to do. These are the delineated roles. And I'm, I'm speaking sort of in generalities because things have mm. shifted a lot. Like it was, we had this program and we were going to do it and it was going to be here. And then we had this program and then we did one-on-one coaching. And then we had consulting clients. And then you, as we were talking about earlier, like managing your own self-promotion and doing the PR and the work and the visibility. And when there are two people with four kids, there's only so much time in a day and only so much bandwidth. And if you put too much into work, the family suffers. too much into family, the business suffers. So it's all of those pieces. So it's finding that, that absolute focus. It's finding that efficiency and being effective with your time, given the situation that you've, that you've chosen to bring up your family in, that you've chosen to be your, the business that you love, which brings with it certain challenges that other businesses, solopreneurs, don't yeah. quite have. Yeah, I think that. And then it's also going, we're doing this and realizing as we're working with clients in this capacity, we don't necessarily want to do that. This may work better. And then we're like, okay, well, wow, when I'm working with these clients, it's all mindset. It's not the stuff that we really, really want to work on. Like we didn't sign up for this to necessarily be mindset coaches. So like mm. all the stuff that we know in terms of creative lead generation really works when you have like the resources. So it's like, okay, well, we don't want to do this work. So we're only going to work with people in this or, hey, we'll put people on payment plans. And then six months into a payment plan, someone goes, I'm in a crunch and I can't pay you. And you're like, okay, you know what? We're going to work with people in this capacity. We have a course program and there'll be coaching calls for that once a week. And you can do this and you can pay for it and you can DIY it in a sense, but get support. Or you can work with us. And when you work with us, it'll be in a one-on-one capacity and it's X amount and it's pay in full. Because one of the things we realize is we don't want to have to deal with like people having that struggle of that. It's like, yes, it sounds like from what you've been saying with your business, who you're serving, how you're serving them, what products you've almost been going through saying, duh, 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 duh. let's look at this. That didn't work. That didn't work. So you're spreading yourself so thin, trying, oh my gosh, trying to find the right thing, the right setup, the right price, the right delivery, the right clients. Exactly. That is great. But without any clarity, it's just all over the place. I mean, that may well be the key reason why it's taken a bit longer than it could have done. And yes, we can justify by saying all the lessons I've learned are amazing. And I guarantee they are. But again, people at home, I guess you can. we can all see when we've been firing all over the place, trying to find that one thing, maybe going too fast, not having the clarity, 
we can see where that takes us. So I think that's interesting to hear you say that time and time again about yeah, all over the place. And I think it's just taken us a while to go, you know what? This is it. Let's keep it simple. Like, let's just... Then devil's advocate for you. I'm going to jump in and be like, okay, so now you found right, right. Now you found the simplicity. I get to say, cool. How long realistically will that last? Is that, are you there now? Are you done? Or is there a risk that the old patterns, the old behaviors could could start to creep back in. You're a jerk. <laughs> you are welcome. Um, I will say that I think it's always possible. I think patterns do repeat themselves. I think we're very actively looking at how we can continue to maintain the simplicity. We're realistically, we don't have to spin our wheels. We don't have to work yeah. so hard. I've, I know I've associated hard work with meaning, value, et cetera. You can't, yeah. or, you know, there's the old adage, you know, it takes hard work to make money, that sort of thing. And if we have that belief, if we have that, whether it's conscious or subconscious, then you feel you have to work so hard. If that equals this, then you'll prove yourself right. But humans, oh. our job is to prove ourselves right. So we have this belief, damn it, I'll miss all the, the easy opportunities and I'll be working 10 hours, 12 hours a day, right? But can you change your story and your beliefs to be, it comes easy and I don't have, you know, and I can work. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what the best way to say it is, is but money comes. You can always change your beliefs. You can always yeah. change the promises that you've made or be like, I'm going to release myself from this promise that I made for good reasons, but right now it doesn't serve me. You can always change or not be controlled by the stories that continue to come up as you justify what's going on. This is the fun and the games of the work we do. This is the fun and the games of how we all can move forward. And I say fun and games. It's, <laughs> it, it can be tough, right? You called me a jerk earlier. It's like, yeah, I, I, I poke the bear. I say these things and you're like, yeah, okay, you got me. I see it. Right. And that is a, that's, a, that's an amazing place to sit and pause. If you can, it's revealing. No, I think it's important too, because it, we're creatures of comfort, right? Uh -huh. We're like a rubber band, you know, say we want change, but if you don't hold that tension, it's going to go back to what it was. Right. And so, yes, you can change your belief, but if you built your belief system over 20, 30, 40 years, you have to put in the effort and the work to, to, to it, you can initiate the change like that. You can literally one moment to the next make the change, but to hold the change and keep the change, you have to put in the continued effort to make sure the old belief, because in a vacuum, it will fill itself with what it knows. And it's probably not the best thing for you unless you've programmed yourself for that to be, but we tend not to, you know? How well, I, I love, it's like, you know, the phone rings or something like that, or you get a call from work. How many people go, hey, they're calling, tell me good news and it's a raise. How many people go, uh-oh, what did I do wrong? Like, <laughs> like we are conditioned, like we, we are survivalists in that way. So it, it's, there are very few people that like the reaction is the positive. So you mm. have, you have to 
find the way to counteract that. Absolutely. Find that pattern interrupt. Find the, the question. Find the principle. Find the guiding light that you can have. Have that deity on your shoulder to be able to guide you in these moments. Um, love that. Beautifully, beautiful. Um, before we end, I want to talk about communication as well, because obviously we talk to business owners about the communication with their clients, with their team. Um, and you're working with your partner. So this is even more magnified. So from a communication perspective, where are the levels of communication that could be improved that you find is sometimes lets you down? Oh, sometimes lets me down. I think because of the time constraints and going in so many directions, like it's not yeah. like, it's not like, Hey, I'm going to work. Hey, I'm going to work. And let's talk about this. It's like, it's, it's ships passing. Okay. You got the kids. I got the kids. Or I got to come out while you're doing something. Can you do this? Da, da, da. Um, we could definitely be better about end of day sitting down and going, this is what I did. This is what you did. This is what works well. What can we do? Oh, and what comes up from that miscommunication or lack of communication um, that p other people with less magnified can learn from? Um, things take longer. Balls get dropped. Um, Like we do a really good job of communicating. I'm trying to like really dive into like the difficulty mm. of it. Like we really make sure we do what we can to communicate well and our and what we're working on in our roles are very pretty delineated. So mm. it's not a not too much overlap. Is that the key? Is that the key to your your success and your continued growth and the fact that you haven't killed each other yet because you've been able to split the role so there is a level of responsibility that the other one doesn't have. So you have the authority, you have the commitment in your area of genius. I think so, but I also think it's knowing when to ask for help. I also think it's, I think the biggest challenge is us finding the balance and enough time to be able to accomplish the things that we need to do in our work to continue yeah. to meet if there are, you know, eight hours in the day of work and one of us is watching the kids for it, the day, well, that's eight hours for that person, but it's never one person gone without any eruptions for eight hours. It's mm -hmm. back and forth, naps, food. I do all the food cooking and prep. So there's meals that need to be made. She's, you know, doing that. So it's, it's literally a balance of finding the time to do the work prioritizing the thing that is going to move the needle or is going to mm. be income generating or client focused or those sort of things because i can come and say i need to do this but does it have an immediate impact where she's like i need to do this or vice versa hey i want to write these things well i'm like oh, i don't get this set up people can't pay us kind of thing um so i think there's it's really that and making sure we that we're constantly texting each other or emailing each other or messaging in Slack or all sorts of different areas where we need to work on things or we have notes and stuff like that. Mm. We probably could be better in our systems and how we communicate because it could be a text, it could be an email, it could be a Voxer, it could be Slack, it could be- Oh, dude, again, third iteration of this. 
used all these different clients, all these different solutions. Now you're using all these different channels. And I know this because I felt this one. It, did they message me on, is it WhatsApp? Is it Slack? Is it on email? Was it a phone call? Where is this message? What is it? And then we start to get lost. And then it becomes just chaotic. So again, here's the pattern. Here's, the, and again, I think everyone at home probably laughing right now because like, yeah, that's me as well. So dude, so much fun to, to hear this. And firsthand juggling everything you do because you know the kids have bust in here they've said hello we lost one, we lost um, one person sasha is, is now mia because she's out dealing with with whatever carnage is going out on that door so um and hey. i get to find out because she has a call right after this that she's doing an interview with somebody so i'm like nice oh what am i gonna get left with like what kind of uh, well hey look it's thank you for sharing your story thank you for sharing some some advice and some nuggets along the way. It's fascinating to hear that. And from a someone else working with their partner, it's it's so much fun to, to see this and to talk about this. So, hey, thanks for coming on the show. Oh my goodness, thank you so much. This was, you're awesome. I'm sure then your audience is awesome. So thanks for like listening and just having it. And like, I love this. So I can't say thank you enough. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. Um, if people want to find out more about good marketing and you guys, where can they find you? Okay, so I would say one, what's good.co. It's W H A T S G U U D.co. That's our, our, our website. But if you want to like get to know us a little bit more personally, um, and all our profiles are on there, but like join our community, it's group.whatsgood.co. And that's our, that's our free community where we go in and we just love to be of, of service. And then I'm trying to think where else. Through those two places, that's I would say those are the two things that you'll be able to like just really get to know who we are and what we're all about. And then from there, Facebook friend us, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Who do who do someone wants to create a Wikipedia page for us? They're welcome to. <laughs> all right, there you are. Whoever wants to do that, go for it. But everyone, check them out. And look, Jonathan, thank you so much for your time. It's been it's been so cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. <laughs>